So I just wanted to just have a couple of scriptures um, just to share with you this morning. Um, Kids Hope is a ministry of presence into a local school, but it's beyond that. And uh, we're a Christian organisation and so, you know, there's a heart behind the hope. (laughs) Because I'll talk a little bit about hope in a minute. But um, So I just wanted to start by just sharing, before we can sow seeds of hope or sow seeds into others, we actually have to have a seed to sow, don't we? (laughs) So what's the seed in our heart that we can then pass on to others? And this scripture, I think, just gives us a a reflection to look at, okay, where does our seed come from? And then what do we do with that? And we'll look at another scripture as then how do we produce, how does fruit get produced from that seed? So let's have a look at Romans 5, 1 to 5, if you want to open your own Bibles or it's up on the screen, it's the NIV um, version. So therefore, uh, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I share this because um, we ourselves, in our own faith journey, in our own discovery, in our own Christian walk, we have sufferings, don't we? Anyone here not had a suffering? (laughs) We all have. It's life. We live in a broken world and we're surrounded by brokenness and pain and suffering. And that is just going to be what we experience. And we as Christians know that we're not void of that, are we? Of that experience. It still comes to us and we get challenged in our faith through our sufferings. And that's what this verse is teaching us about. It's telling us but we also glory in our sufferings. Pretty strange to have those two words together, isn't it? Glory in our sufferings. It's hard to fathom, it's hard to, hard to understand, but it's because we have an understanding of faith that we can have the glory of God through our sufferings. But we also, it says there, suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character hope. And the reason I talk about this, and I, and I often, as I speak, I always have kids hope in my mind because that's what I do. That's the privilege I have of working for such a great organisation of impacting children. But this is for all relationships, for all um, mentoring relationships, is that we need to experience suffering, but we also need to learn how to persevere and build our character and produce the hope that we have in Jesus through our experiences and the challenges that we go through. Now, I don't think I've run this by my family and it's great to have my wife, Paula, and I've got little Jacob here with me as well and you'll hear about my family a little bit later. And my mum has come to see me speak, so thanks, mum, for coming along and sharing today. But they're going to see photos of themselves and I haven't warned them about that. But last year, um, I... Uh, I, oh, 
a couple of years before that had started running on a treadmill just to get some exercise, lose some weight and, uh, and fell in love with running and just run, run, run on the treadmill. But all my running was done inside. I was, didn't want to go out and, um, you know, embrace the, the cold Melbourne weather and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's easy watching the football and, you know, running on a treadmill. It's a lot easier. You don't have to get out and uh, expose yourself to the elements. But I fell in love with running and one day I've just, I've built up my, my pace and my, and the length and the distance that I was running and I ran a half marathon on my treadmill one day. I just kept running. I'm like, wow, I just run 21 kilometres. <laughs> or I got, you know, 15, 16, I'm going, I can do this. And I got to a half marathon and I was, so, then I set myself a goal of, okay, um, you know, I, I think I could do a full 42.2. You've got to remember the point two, it's very important. Um, kilometres of a marathon. And so I set out to actually train. I found a training schedule and, and I set my goal. And so the picture on your right is, um, is me completing the goal, uh, the Great Ocean Road Marathon. What a silly choice that was. <laughs> Up and down the hills from, uh, if you know, the Great Ocean Road was from, um, Lawn to Apollo Bay and winding and up and down and it was in May, it wasn't quite hot it was cold and wet And anyway, I did it I trained, I set my goal I persevered, I built my character and I hope that I finished no, that's not what the <laughs> that's not the kind of hope we're talking about here in this scripture but I did want to share that hope um, in the secular and worldly aspect it's actually a, quite a negative word, isn't it? You know, I hope I finish a marathon. I hope Essendon wins against Sydney last night. You know, I hope I get a good result in my exam. Um, you know, that kind of hope. It's a bit wishy-washy, isn't it? The, the worldly definition of the word hope. But the hope that we have in this scripture and the hope we have as Christians is very different, isn't it? It's a, it's a much, you know, it's a much bigger thing to aspire to and it's a hope that we actually have because of our relationship with Christ. But then, um, and you'll see my support team, Mum and Paula and Jacob came along to the first marathon with me. Um, and then you'll see I have a Kids Hope logo on my shirt there. So I actually was able to raise some money for Kids Hope, which was another wonderful opportunity, raised over $5,000 for kids hope to, to be able to continue to bless other kids and start new programs. But then the picture at the top with my wife and my other son, Thomas, who's um, a lot bigger than me, as you can see. But that, I ran the Mar- Melbourne Marathon as well in October last year, so I ran two marathons. But then I've been celebrating a bit too hard and um, I've sort of lost interest uh, over the last few months, but it's time to get back on the horse and, uh, and I will do another one. I, I really enjoy it. It's a great challenge. But that's a that's a physical version, isn't it, of persevering um, and building character and and achieving hope. But I think there's lots of opportunities in our lives that we have to be able to do that in various aspects and in emotional and social elements, which we teach through our kids at Kids Hope and the development that, that pro- provides. I think this is a great verse too. That that's what our kids need. You know, the Kids Hope kids that. Raph shared about the need is great in our schools and they need to learn this stuff about perseverance and character and hope but until we've experienced it and we've journeyed through some experiences ourselves 
um, it's hard to pass it on, isn't it? And there's just that quote at the bottom there, life is a marathon, isn't it? Not a sprint. So we all know that it, it's, um, it's a journey, life. It doesn't, if you run really fast too early, you burn out and it, it makes it really hard. We need to persevere and build character, which produces hope. But the, the other, the end of that verse, if I go back to the, is, is it says, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And so that's the end result of our experience is we have the Spirit in us that we can then pass on to others, whether it's mentoring a child, it's in any relationship in our families, um, in our workplaces, etc. But the fruits of the Spirit are interesting, aren't they? Um, you know, until we've received the Holy Spirit by starting a relationship with Jesus, um, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, love, they're all things that we can pass on, aren't they? They're not really for us to enjoy. We already have that. We have the Holy Spirit. These are the fruits of the Spirit. So that's what we're meant to then outpour to others, the overflow of what we have in our own hearts to pass on to other people. And so then I just wanted to share this main (coughs) verse with you from Corinthians about planting seeds and want to talk about now that we just understand a little bit that um, building character and persevering ourselves and the experience that we have through our sufferings, how can we then use that to pass that on and to build into others? And so this is Paul talking in 1 Corinthians 3, 6-9. to And he says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labour. For we are co-workers, I like this part, it's a partnership. We don't do it alone, we don't do it solo, we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. I see God's field as the harvest, you know. We're part of building, God's building, God's harvest, it's a teamwork. We're co-workers with God in this overflow that I'm talking about of, of our spirit, the spirit that we have in us and passing on to others. And I think the, I actually love the song, Shine Jesus Shine. You know, it was absolutely perfect again, you know, for what, what we're talking about today. And flow, spirit, flow is exactly what I've just talked about there with the, we have a spirit in us and I like to call it overflow of the spirit that we then pass on to others. I'm going to keep with the family theme here and introduce you a little bit to our family because I think for me as a parent um, sowing seeds starts in the home doesn't it as a as a Christian as a father as a, I was a very young father 21 years married at 20 a parent at 21 and that's why you'll see I have little Jacob here as a five-year-old and I have Rebecca who got married a couple of years ago who's now 25 so I have 20 years between my oldest and my fourth child, I'll introduce you to the rest of the team, the rest of the team, rest of the family. <laughs> um, so this was us on the wedding day. Um, you'll see um, 
my daughter Rebecca, my other daughter in the watermelon dress. I was going to say pink. It's watermelon. You've got to get the, the technical uh, terms right in the wedding. Um, I've learned that. And she's actually just become engaged. Um, Stephanie, my second daughter. Um, Thomas, who you saw before, he's the, the big tall fellow. He's now six foot six um, and 18. And then I have Jacob, the little cheeky one. Who's that little fellow, Jacob, down there with the little bow tie? He was the star of the show at the wedding. And uh, But he's, you know, family as a Christian and as a Christian parent, that's where I have the chance to plant seeds. But for me, it's been a challenge. Uh, my daughter who got married has not um, made a commitment to follow Jesus and have a faith in God, but I know there are seeds that are being planted, and this verse talks about watering seeds, doesn't it, and planting seeds. And I know I use this analogy when I speak because I know it speaks to all of us. We all have prodigals, we all have prodigal family members, we all have um, friends, work colleagues that we know need to hear about Jesus. And so this seed that I have, I need to pass it on. And my so the reason I share the story of the wedding is that uh, my daughter didn't want to get married in a church, not because she was she's anti-church or anything like that, and she didn't really want any Christian co- content as such. But we prayed um, for opportunities that the, God could be present in that service. I mentioned before that my sister's a pastor. Guess who got asked to do the wedding ceremony? My sister. So she was able to bring in some you know, beautiful Bible verses and some references just as part of the service and was able to spend some time with Beck and Cam um, leading up to their, to their wedding. And then a couple of weeks, or it was very short notice, and I'd been praying for an opportunity to, to, you know, for something to happen. And Beck came up to me and said, Dad, will you pray during our wedding service? And I went, that's the watering and the planting of the seeds. Yes, it hasn't produced the full fruit that I want, that, but there's, there's development happening, isn't there? There's, there's fruit, little blossoms of, uh, of, of fruit that happens in our kids' lives. That's just an example from me, and I'm sure I'm seeing lots of nods of heads of people that are recognising and probably thinking of people that we can do this with. So that seed was planted... Um, and continues to plant. Rebecca has now um, made me a grandpa <laughs> two years later, two and a half years later, and we have great-grand-nana, great-nana here as well. So first of the next generation, and that's, a, you know, that's been a joy. And, and Beck is living with us with her husband and the baby's living in our house because they're building a house um, and all that kind of stuff. So family is what we do, isn't it? But it's constant opportunities to plant seed and to water seeds and it's being patient isn't it about allowing it says that God will make it grow but we want to make it grow (laughs) but we've got to allow and be patient and continue to pray and there's a little proud uncle Jacob hey a little five year old (laughs) uncle with his little uh, um, granddaughter no not his granddaughter his little niece called Peyton so she's been a wonderful addition to our family. But um, Pat, yeah, was talking about we have a choice. It's about being deliberate and he was talking about your um, 
opportunities that we have and that sometimes we don't make the most of the opportunities. And I, I came up with this acronym for the word sow, that sowing is actually a choice. You know, when, we, when we're walking around in our different relationships that we have, the seeds don't just fall out of our pocket, do they? <laughs> like, they come through our character and they come through the way we treat people and what have you, but the deliberate choice of planting a seed is very different, isn't it? Of actually making a decision uh, to turn an opportunity into a spiritual opportunity. I heard Bill Hybels speak once, and he's very big in um, in evangelism and how to walk across the room. Is a book that he's written, but he says that we basically have a split second for every conversation that we have with anybody that we're involved in to decide which direction we can take a conversation any direction we want, can't we? And if we see an opportunity to plant that seed, um, we need to take it. And I think it's a choice. And so I came up with this acronym, Seek Opportunities Willingly. You know, just to have that in your mind, that every conversation could be an opportunity to plant a seed. And as I shared before, it happens maybe more naturally in our family, in that sort of environment, but we're in lots of different relationships. And it could be at the school when you're there to mentor a child, but you're planting seeds with the principal and with the teacher of that child. And they're seeing this wonderful, uh, warm, caring volunteer coming from the local church into their school to care for a young child. And I've heard a story, a wonderful story, of a pastor who was a Kids Hope mentor. And he, he loved his Kids Hope Hour with his child because it, it got him out of the four walls of the church. <laughs> it got him out during the week. and got him out of his office and he had to go down to the school and be in the community and mentor this child. And he'd been doing this for two or three years. But every time he went into the school, he'd knock on the principal's door and say g'day, shake hands, talk football, talk life and built a relationship planted seeds with the principal. And about two and a half years into he'd been going in, mentoring this child, building a relationship with the principal. Principal, after his session one day, said, can you please come in here? He said, would you be able to come in half an hour early each time you come to see your child and mentor me? (laughs) Now that's God producing fruit, opportunities. That's the watering and the planting. So he's been watering that relationship and then God provided an opportunity for him to go and now mentor that past, that principal because he was experiencing some challenges in his family, in his, in his marriage, etc. So um, what seeds are you sowing? But above that, are you allowing and having the patience to allow God to produce that fruit and to make things grow? I think, you know, the opportunity is great. The harvest is great. I know and I'm challenged every day, like you were, Pat, that do I take the most of my opportunities to sow seeds into people's lives, to be, to live out my faith, not just by example and by character, but to talk about it and to actually say the words and plant the seeds of hope 
in the lives of others that we come across. So hopefully that's been a challenge to you and as it is to me, every time I I speak about this, you think about, am I I living this out? Um, And am I taking the opportunities to sow willingly into other people's lives? So let me pray for us. Thank you, Lord, for your words in the scripture that teach us about the opportunities that we have to plant seeds, to water them, but, Lord, that you are the one that makes them grow. Give us the patience, give us the commitment and dedication to continue to pray for those opportunities and for the fruit to be produced from the seeds that we plant and the watering that we do of those plants and those opportunities that we have in all our relationships. Lord, if someone has been challenged today by the opportunity with Kids Hope, Lord, I pray that you will speak clearly to them and give them the courage to follow through and to follow up and to ask the question, how can I get involved? If it's another thing that was mentioned of the opportunities within the school that they could possibly be part of, that, Lord, the seed has been planted, the seed has been watered, and now they have a choice um, to make about whether they're available and willing to take that opportunity. I pray for us all in our families, for prodigals that we all have amongst our families and our friends and our colleagues. Lord, we pray that you will continue to touch their hearts, to give us the opportunity to be that um, influence, that spiritual influence in their lives, that they will see you through us and through the overflow of of the Holy Spirit in us as we walk our Christian lives amongst our family and friends. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.